Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome friends to another r/am I the jerk video. If you want to do one thing that proves you're not a jerk, Make sure to hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Throwaway Angry X. Am I the jerk for yelling at my husband's ex-girlfriend? I'm a 28-year-old female. My 29-year-old male husband and I have been together four years. We have one child together, two-year-old female. His 29-year-old female ex has not gotten over their breakup, even though it's been five years. I met him around six months after they broke up. She went to a lot of lengths to break us up and absolutely lost it when we announced our engagement. She showed up to our wedding in a white wedding dress and we later found out it was because my mother-in-law had invited her as a plus one. I tried to ignore it to keep the peace until she tried to pour wine on my wedding dress. I lost it at that and kicked her out. We've gotten low contact with mother-in-law since that incident and only keep contact for her to see our daughter. His ex-girlfriend is still bitter about him breaking up with her and she sometimes does things like follow me to the grocery store or follow my husband and I to our date nights. This Thanksgiving, we had a dinner planned for close family and made the mistake of inviting mother-in-law. She brought his ex and I tried to be polite and set up an extra spot on the table because I didn't want to be rude. Everything went well until my daughter woke up from her nap before dinner and his ex raced to pick her up. I was behind her and as she picked her up she began saying things like, Mom is here baby, don't worry, mom is here for you. And I felt very uncomfortable. I then attempted to take my daughter and she wouldn't let her go and said I should let her have a few seconds in the life she had stolen from her. Let me tell you now, I was seeing red. I told her that what she said was out of line and she needed to leave and not come back. I was done with her ruining things she wasn't invited to just because my mother-in-law asked her to come. I 100% do not feel like a jerk. Although my mother-in-law chewed me out afterwards and left, she's also gotten some of my husband's aunts and cousins on her side, so I'm starting to feel bad. As always, the goal of these is to judge whether or not OP was a jerk. Categories being OP was the jerk, OP's not the jerk, everybody's a jerk, no jerks at all, or not enough info. But in this case, the only jerks are the mother-in-law and the ex. This ex is creeping, showing up to places they're clearly not welcome to, trying to ruin things, trying to tell your kids that they're their mama. If the mother-in-law even remotely wants to keep that up, I think it needs to go no contact because that's kind of ridiculous. No matter how much she likes the ex, that's not okay to keep bringing them around to a place that they're not even welcome. Do you guys agree that she should just go no contact with the mother-in-law over this? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Our next story is by CookieDoe8272. Am I the jerk for not buying pads for my daughter when she started giving them away in school? This happened a few months ago and was brought up again recently, so I'm posting it here to see what people do in third-person view seeing this. Me and my daughter, 15, use different pads. Mine the cheaper and thicker ones, and hers the expensive, thin and comfortable ones. 
I would buy for her when she asks, around two to three packets a month, which is quite heavy. I was told by her form teacher that she'd been wrapping pads and colored papers and giving them to her classmates in school. When I confronted her about it, she admitted that she had started to use menstrual cups and gave pads to her classmates who needed them more. While I'm fine with her giving away things out of kindness, Note that those pads were quite expensive, and I only bought them for her, not her classmates, and certainly not two to three packets a month that cost us a few meals. I stopped buying pads for her and told her that if she needs, she can take my cheap pads and no more than three pieces a day over a week every month. My daughter's been blaming me for being controlling to her private matters. So recently with the holidays, I told her to get a job if she really wanted to buy the expensive pads she used to like. I won't be bothered whether she uses them herself or gives them to her classmates. She threw a temper at me again, and my husband said I've been punishing her for months already, it's time to stop. My reasoning is that the pads I use are usable enough, there's no need for expensive ones, especially after knowing she'd been giving them away. If she wants them, she can buy them herself, or she can give away my pads and continue to use her menstrual cup. So am I the jerk? To the daughter, it might not seem like the coolest move to all of a sudden take away something that is benefiting their friends or maybe makes the daughter seem like a cool person to a bunch of people, but the fact of the matter is, in my eyes, the parent is buying stuff for their kid with the expectation that their kid is the sole person using it. It kind of reminds me of a story from my childhood where I'd be playing with neighborhood friends and I would go into our kitchen, try to grab some sodas out of the soda pack that we had, the 12 pack or whatever. And then of course my parents see me taking four soda cans out with me. We're not the most well off, so soda's a little bit of a luxury. Of course they have that discussion with me that they buy it for the family, not for giving it away to friends. Not quite the same scale as pads because pads are obviously a lot more necessary than soda, but it's kind of the same principle, they're not buying them to give them out to friends. So in my eyes, OP's definitely not the jerk. Our next story is by an anonymous poster. Am I the jerk for calling out a guy who stole my food at work? I'm on a budget and don't eat out often. I normally take my homemade lunch to work, but one day I brought a TV dinner and took it to work since I didn't have time to cook the day before. I labeled it with my name and put it in the shared work freezer. A few hours later, when I go to heat my food up, it's gone. That's all I took for lunch and I was hungry. No one saw anything apparently, little does everyone know. I have access to the security camera footage. I looked at the footage from the morning hours until lunchtime. I went up to this guy and asked him how his lunch was, and he said, it was fine. I asked him if he ate my lunch and he said, no, how would I even know where your food is apart from everyone else's? I told him, I saw you eating my lunch. That's all I brought for lunch today and you ate it. He kept denying it and I said, I saw you on camera eating it. He said, oh, was that yours? I didn't notice the label if it had one. I thought the company stocked the freezer for anyone to grab. Kind of like the coffee machine here, since everyone gets free drinks. Sorry about that. I said, that's fine. You can just order me some lunch and get it delivered here. And he said, you're crazy. It was an accident. And ordering food would be more expensive than that cardboard you brought anyway. Now, I know it's a frozen dinner, but like, what kind of company, even with a frozen dinner, would pay the expense to stock freezers with frozen meals? I wouldn't be shocked if they bought muffins once a week or maybe even some fruit. But what company would stock frozen dinner meals in their freezers? This dude clearly was lying through his teeth, and he should be reported if he's not going to make up for it. 
I'd be pretty fuming, and I think OP's not the jerk. This next story is by an anonymous poster. Am I the jerk for claiming total control over the thermostat? I know the stakes here aren't as high as many of the stories typically shared here, but I really would like some feedback on the situation, so I appreciate you all bearing with me. I want to start off by saying my apartment is very old and very poorly built. The insulation here is terrible, and I live in the part of the world where the summers are blistering, and the winters are positively frigid. Right now, it's freaking cold. My partner and I have been living here for six years together, and it's been great. He's practically perfect in every way, and we're both great at working together and compromising when we don't see eye to eye, except on this. Every single year, without fall, winter rolls around and the thermostat war begins. And I don't mean tee-hee cute little back and forth about it. I mean, this is World War III. He wants it down to the brink of seeing your breath at night, and I want it up to 75 to 78, which in our house means the actual temp is closer to the high 60s. He says it's a waste of money and I should just wear more layers. I say I pay the bills and have a right to not freeze my butt off, and that I shouldn't have to wear an oppressive amount of clothing to stay comfortable. That, and I have reptiles. Even with heat pads, the house being freezing brings down their entire enclosure temp and six snake vet bills are astronomical. And here's the thing, I don't just pay the heat and electric, I pay all of the bills. And I don't just pay all of the bills, I give them $300 a month towards the electric. For nine months out of the year, our electric doesn't break $150. The rest of it is money he can play with or put in the gas tank or whatever. So it really bugs me that I pay double the cost for the electric year-round, then for three months of the year, it's actually closer to what I'm paying. He claims it's a waste of money and turns down the heat. I've told him not to touch it. He tells me not to touch it. He turns the heat off, so I pump it up to 90 in response until the house warms back up. There's no compromise to be had. I am adamant that the thermostat is my domain. He thinks I'm a jerk. So Reddit, am I the jerk? If you legitimately pay the electric slash heating bill yourself, honestly, I think you have the right to say what the thermostat is or isn't going to be, as long as it's not like an uncomfortable situation. Like obviously, you might be a little bit of a jerk if you're trying to make the house 85 degrees, but OP wants high 60s, which in my opinion, and I like it kind of cool. And I would say that's kind of cool. To me, it sounds like they just want to turn the heat down because they want more money to fool around with because the electric will be less. I think OP needs to stop playing parent and giving out an allowance if they're going to start acting like that. Not only does OP pay the electric slash heat, they give their partner extra money. So I think the boyfriend needs to learn how to compromise before they go and mess up a good thing. OP's not the jerk in my eyes. This next story is by Yasmin Rainbow Spirit. Am I the jerk for asking my neighbor to move her craft room to a different bedroom? My husband and I live in an upstairs three-bedroom flat, and the flat below us is the same layout. The house has been for sale for a while, and recently a woman bought it. It turns out she doesn't have any children, so I found it strange she bought a three-bedroom house. But I soon found out it's because she runs a craft business from home and needs two bedrooms to run it. The problem is, unfortunately, she's decided to use the main bedroom, which is below us, as her main craft room. At first it was fine as she hadn't fully moved in, but now it's driving me crazy. 
She's in that room almost all day and I can hear her walking about and the faint noise of machines. I don't spend long in my bedroom during the day, but when I do go in, it just annoys me knowing she's there constantly. Like why can't she have picked the smaller bedrooms since she knows the kids are at school all day? She always stops using her embroidery and sewing machines by 7pm, but she's told me she can sit up until 10pm some nights finishing off orders, which plays on my mind. I go to bed at 9pm and I can't sleep for hours as I lie there listening for her every move. Just knowing she's awake and walking about drives me crazy as I find it so selfish someone would buy a flat and work from home. My husband says he can barely hear a thing during the day and I need to calm down. He also doesn't see the big deal about her using her house as she pleases. Yesterday, I finally had enough and went to her door. I told her how I was feeling about everything and how I can hear the faint noise of her machines. She apologized and invited me inside to show me her setup. All her machines are on some sort of anti-vibration padding to stop as much noise as possible, so she claims the noise should be minimal and that you need to expect some noise from neighbors. I told her I don't make any noise and that's when things took a turn. As she said she can hear my kids running around and jumping off furniture all evening, but she would never dream of complaining because it's just one of those things when you share a building with other people. I left before I said anything else I regretted and I thought that was the end of it. But today my husband came home from working overnight and asked if I said anything to the woman downstairs as she was very cold and blunt with him when he said hello. I told him what happened and he said I'm a massive jerk. I've spoken to a couple of my friends who think I've handled this completely wrong and I'm a bit of a jerk for it, but I don't see what else I could have done. Okay, so first of all, the sentence that struck me the most in this whole story is, I find it so selfish someone would buy a flat and work from home. Does OP seriously think that if you buy an apartment or a flat that you should not work from home? That you're a jerk if you try to run some kind of business? If I myself moved into an apartment, should I just give up on this job? Should I just shut down my channel here and stop reading stories for people? I'm sorry it's so selfish of whoever to try and make a living however they can. I'm so sorry you can hear your neighbors downstairs living. If you can't tell, I do think Opie's the jerk in the situation. And our final story of the day is by C. Billard 86 Am I the jerk for calling out my boss for offering my friend 165% of my salary to do the same job in a different site? Background. I've been working for the same company for over 10 years as an automation tech in a factory. The company owns two facilities located about 25 kilometers apart. For the entire duration of my career there, I was the only automation tech between both facilities and with a lot of planned upgrades in the next five years, the plan was to leave me in the primary facility and hire another tech for the secondary. My boss asked me personally if I could recommend someone for the job. I had a friend in mind and arranged for them to meet my boss and discuss employment. I earned a much lower than industry standard salary because of the rural location. However, because my friend would be relocating here, my boss offered her 165% of my salary and an additional week of vacation. When I called him out, he told me that both myself and the friend he offered the position to were both being unprofessional and insubordinate by discussing salary. I do understand that's a bit taboo, but I deliberately used the word friend when passing on my friend's information to my boss. Am I the jerk here? 
I don't think OP's being the jerk here. I think it's important to know your worth and know the value of the work you're putting in. And something I personally have a strong conviction about is any employer that says you're being unprofessional or insubordinate by discussing your salary with another employee is probably at fault for some kind of underpaying situation or wants to keep something under wraps. I think it's only for the betterment of employees to be able to discuss their salaries. And in fact, in a lot of places like in the US, they've made it illegal to try and mandate your employees to not talk about their salaries. A lot of places have these transparency laws which I fully believe in. So no, I don't think OP's the jerk at all. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.